Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Podcast. And uh, with us today, we're sitting with Pastor Jake Maxwell and Pastor Cheryl Gallino. And we're going to just uh, sit here and talk a little bit about the uh, sermon from this past Sunday, October 30th. So uh, why don't you uh, just take it away, Pastor Jake? Yeah, it's our, our second ever podcast. And uh, as I'm told, you, you really can't be a millennial in today's world without being a podcaster. So now, now I feel like we've arrived, you know, like we, here, here we are. Um, so I, I am a person that is very interested in preaching. I spend a good bit of time on Mondays every week going to listen to friends who have preached around the country and um, it, it, I, I'm just captivated uh, by preaching. And so uh, yesterday was one of the first times I got to hear uh, Pastor Cheryl Gallerno uh, preach live and in color at Second B. Was it maybe was the second time? I think I preached once. You came right after Lainey was born and you heard me preach right. uh, that Sunday. So yeah, it's been a couple of years, and that was yeah wild and, and during COVID. So I mean, I mean, first of all, it's just a it was a beautiful word, Thank and you. really appreciate. You know, I, I think it's kind of intimate. You, you put your you put your heart out there. You kind of you, you put yourself out there in front of a in front of a church. So start with um, what's what's it like preaching for you? The actual the actual preaching not the prep not the but uh, what's it like standing in front of congregation of people and thoughts questions uh, comments that's a really good question for me it's not really I don't think I'd use the word preaching Uh, I'm standing up there having a conversation with these people that I know and that I love and uh, I'm just sitting there telling them the things I think and that I believe and um, that I've learned and sharing stories that mean a lot to me. So it's not really preaching. It's just having, it's almost like they could answer back during part of the sermon. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, dialogue. Um, there is a, a multi-directional a- aspect of the whole thing. I, I will say this, you, you, you did very well yesterday and in your previous sermons, uh, uh, you've done very well. I mean, I can, I'll never, ever forget the term pauper inner, uh, which is a term I think you taught to me and to our congregation. So, which pauper inner was kind of um, a personal term. You shared some personal stories uh, yesterday, uh, St. B, uh, St. Benedict's, and as well as a student uh, whom we will call Zachary. Uh, but uh, uh, what sort of what sort of personal connection uh, do you do you feel like you've? What sort of what's it like personally? Like you're working with a text, you're working with a, a, a you know like a worship theme, but yet you're also like connecting with it personally with these stories. So I wonder, I wonder what, what's that what's that like for you to talk about your personal connection with this whole thing? I think that's what makes it a little bit easier. I'm not going to say that doing that is easy. That's why I'll only agree to do it a couple of times a year. But it makes it easier if I can think back to something that relates to the story in the Bible. As I'm studying and going back and forth before and after the text, what is it that something I've done or something that I've heard that I can relate to this story that might 
um, make an impact or uh, other people in the congregation can relate to as well. It makes it um, not more personal. That's the word you just used. But it just makes it more connected to me and how I relate to the story. It's accessible, uh, relatable. Yeah. I think your work as an educator, too, it's almost, I feel as though you even have an advantage over me. I've never really had a real job. You have you know what it's like, right, to, to be in the world. And, you know, each week we're trying to encourage people who live who live in a real world. I, I think you, you do that very well. Uh, on a similar note, and you mentioned this in your sermon about uh, Zacchaeus being such a familiar story. So, uh, why why was that? Why was that familiarity something that you wanted to uh, note? Well, I first of all, the other choices in the lectionary <laughs> were definitely not as familiar, um, and so when I saw that that was one of the choices, I really had to think about how can I talk about this story so that other people will see something a little bit different but also go, oh, yeah, I, I might have seen that, too, if I'd have known. What was your, tell me again your, the question to this. I went off in another tangent. Why is it that you went out of your way to name the familiarity aspect of this story? Well, because people relate to familiar. People can take connections and go in different directions to familiar. It's comfortable, and um, I have seen you do this preaching thing week in and week out and it's not easy and you have such a great way of bringing in personal stories it might be a text that not all of us are comfortable with but you can pull in a story or an example of something that you've done and oh okay that's more familiar now I understand what he's saying and so because Zacchaeus is so familiar it was easy to start with but then harder to change and harder to find something new. Does that make sense? I think it's great, yeah. It's interesting, you know, he said about uh, Evan said, well, you got to talk about the tree. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, sure, but everybody knows the tree. <laughs> yeah, and but you you spoke about the tree in a way I've never heard it spoken about. I've never heard the comment about clarity. clarity. Yeah, I thought I was excited. And then I had to, you know, I had to fact check and go see, oh, darn, this one doesn't say clarity, but I like clarity. It fits the sermon. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, one spiritual word for familiarity uh, could be ritual. This is, this is what we do, ritual. Um, there's an, there can be a negative sort of religious association with ritual, like it becomes rote, it becomes empty, it becomes just something that's done with our bodies that we don't really connect our minds and hearts and souls to but yeah there is also something that is familiar um, that moves us go ahead i think that's why i yesterday just for a minute i referred to parents at bedtime with their children i, I kept thinking about evan and zachary when they were little they wanted to read the no david books there are hardly any words in a no david book but every night they'd come up with a new twist on why David was doing something wrong or what part of the story they were going to change. It was a familiar story to them, but they wanted to make it new every single night. Yeah. I think it's good. There's a beauty in 
And having those um, rituals, like this is what we do on Tuesdays. We go to Rosa's, you know. <laughs> there's a beauty in that. And I think, there, you know, there's also a, a beauty in exactly what you said, like taking something that is ritual and um, and changing it just a little bit. I think um, drive to work differently tomorrow and see what you notice. Right. Um, break, breaking that ritual uh, can also be kind of beautiful. I'd like to uh, also ask you about uh, the letters S and T. Mm-hmm. Where did you find this story? Because you you said, I think everybody knows the story. I didn't know it. Allison didn't know it. Uh, that's certainly not the first time that, uh, you know, uh, that maybe Allison and I didn't know it. But where did you find this story? It's uh, funny, actually. A few months ago, it may have been right after I got back from children's camp, and it was confirmed that I was going to be preaching this Sunday. And I was in the pool in the backyard and just talking to Chris and telling him uh, about this sermon. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with Zacchaeus. Should I do it or not? And he said, you know, I, it's funny. I was thinking about this story I heard. And so I heard it from Chris. And he said something about a sheep thief and these brothers. And so I, I heard part of the story from him. And I came back and started looking up and there's a book sheep thief and i purchased the book and there's other stories that go with it but it starts with this story of the sheep thief and then other inspirational stories in the book and the story just really hit me and touched me and it, and i think it i think it touched a lot of people at church yesterday i was surprised how many people didn't know it oh man it yeah in the way, the way that you told it to i i could feel the you know, sense the people when you said the word saint. saint. A couple of weeks ago, we were in worship looking at uh, Jeremiah, which is speaking about this new covenant thing, and said, I will write their law, I will write this new law on their hearts. And I remember asking the church, what's written on your heart? And then yesterday I found myself thinking, what's written on our foreheads? Um yeah, to think that it's so shriveled that you can barely see it at the end of this sweet person's life. It was uh, very meaningful to me. <laughs> well, on behalf of Second Baptist Church, I would say thank you, Pastor Cheryl, and thank you, Zacchaeus, for another uh, wonderful uh, time of learning and worship. Any, any, um, I'll say that there are many Sundays, not all, some Sundays I end the sermon, and I think that's the worst sermon I've ever heard. I never want to see it ever again. And then there are also sometimes where there's things, you know, on Monday that strike me. I'm like, oh, I'm still connecting with the sermon from the week before. And I don't, I don't delay there long because I'm often moving on to the next week. But any, any uh, things lingering for you and Zacchaeus? This might be one moment that we can record it for all time and all history. Any final, any final thoughts on Zacchaeus? Yeah, you know, I was kind of talking yesterday about the people that are just below your vision level and some that you don't see. And just today in a meeting, one of the friends in our meeting asked if we had seen this individual walking around town, lugging her bags all over the place, a tall, thin woman. Have you seen her, he said, and another person said, yeah, I, I think I've seen that person. And And then a couple of us said, I probably saw her. I don't know. That's exactly what I was talking about yesterday. We see them, but we don't really see them. And it kind of brought my attention back to what I want to focus on. 
Well, uh, thank you for leading us in our second ever uh, podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pastor Jake, for letting me be part of this. This is pretty cool. Uh, brothers, sisters, friends, grace and peace be with you. Amen. Thank you again so much for joining us again this week right here on Second Baptist Podcast. Again, if you ever are in the Lubbock area, please stop on by and visit us. We would uh, love to uh, show you around and, and help you get acquainted with Second B. Uh, also, make sure you stay tuned every week right here as we bring you a new podcast. And keep your ears open because we do plan on bringing more podcast content as well. So if you would like more information on Second Baptist, uh, you can visit our website at secondb.org. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page at Second Baptist LBK. Uh, if you would like to give to Second Baptist, you can do so right on our website as well, secondb.org slash give. Thank you again so much for joining us this week on the Second Baptist Podcast. And please make sure and visit us every week right here as we bring you a brand new podcast sermon as well as upcoming new podcasts that are just right around the bend. So make sure and join us. Have a great week.